Welcome to Breakthrough with Brig, the podcast that teaches high-achieving Black women how to use thought work to break through barriers, get out of their own way, and become their best self in the most loving and sustainable way. Y'all ready? Let's dig in. Brooke always talks about like to show a life of what's possible. Mm-hmm. Like when I, I listen to you talk and we have these conversations because I think a large part of it was growing up. I never thought certain things were possible for me, mm. you know, like being able to stay home and be a mom and not have to go to work and just take care of these kids and cook and bake and have an apron. I never grew up as a black woman thinking that was possible. I like watching you go through this. I am so freaking geeked about it. Like I am just like, do the damn thing. You know, and especially when we talk about money and stuff, I've been journaling about it and I'm just like, do that. It's like my skin feels warm, you know, mm-hmm. because it, it's the things that you never thought of what was possible. And it opens up like this new, holy fuck, this is possible kind of thing. Yeah. But why was it important to see someone like you do it? Like, cause there's women doing it before. Why was it? Uh, not, not me, not a representation of a black woman. I think because for me, it's, I've never seen it. You know, I've always seen the struggle. And maybe other black women have had different experiences, but mm-hmm. especially for me, I'm a Caribbean woman. I'm a Caribbean woman. I'm more than one woman. I'm every woman. Right. I think for me, I've never seen an example of it. You know, like you see Oprah and you're like, ooh, Oprah. Mm-hmm. But then Oprah is this unicorn for most of us. So for me, it's important to see not just you, but more of us doing it. Yeah. Because I think it creates a possibility of this is what's possible. Like in the States, black women are said to be like the most disrespected person, blah, 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 yet the most highly educated. Mm-hmm. But it almost seems as if the only example that's out there for us is girl, you got to work and it's a struggle. And then right. watching, right? And if you get that good, good job, don't be leaving it. Then good, especially when them good government jobs. Mm. Mm-hmm. Do not leave that. Yeah. And then to watch you and to see you, seeing Brooke is fantastic, but then Brooke is a white woman and no disrespect against her or anything, but it's, I think it's different where we are seen as minorities, even the word that's used, it's almost as if we're seen as less than, you know, I hate that word. And I'm going off on a tangent here, but you know how we use the word like black? It's just dark. We're like, it's just these dark times and these dark days and this right, dark right. world. I'm like, there are other words. How many words does the dictionary have? She's not a damn word. No, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm just, it, it galls me. Mm-hmm. You know? So to answer your question, I think for me as a Caribbean woman, it's important watching you on your journey. And I am so freaking neat and so amazingly proud of you. And it makes me feel like I can do it too. Totally can. You totally yeah. Can. Right? Did you have somebody that you looked at, like one of us, a woman of color, or what were you, did you, did you have that? That's such a great question. 
I think for me, I had to borrow other people and I was doing it with my cohorts. Like at the same time, I had Dr. Sonia doing it. I had mm-hmm. um, Jennifer Dent Brown doing it and Tavana Boggs doing it. So there was like a, a group of us all striving at the same time. And so <laughs> they were a little bit ahead of me. And so that's what I had as an example. And then to study other other people is like, okay, well, they're doing it. I just need to figure out how. Because it was the same thing for me when I went to anesthesia school. It was like, you're going to quit your job. <laughs> Three small kids. My kids were four, six, and seven. Mm. Single mother, and you're going to quit your job and go to anesthesia school. I think I relied on that. Like, I tapped into that. Like, I've done this before. Because you know how your brain is like, like what are you doing? Mm-hmm. But that one was a little bit different because I was going from bad to good. You know, it's like, yeah, you can, you can do that one. Like, so mm-hmm. we I still didn't, right. I still didn't know how I was going to do it. I was like, I'm gonna quit my job. I don't know how I'm gonna pay my bills. I got these three kids, <laughs> but you know, black women, we gonna mm-hmm. figure this out. Yes, we always right. do. But I think the difference on this one was. I already had the good, good job. Like that, why you sacrifice <laughs> everything. You have to say it like that because just like that good, like you want to leave that good, right? So, that good, good job. Right, yeah. But I think you're right because I've been thinking about it too. It's like what we see as representation is the woman who's struggling. Even with the good, good job or the high power job, we see the struggle. And like, we don't want that. Mm-mm. Like, it's this picture of this lonely woman in this. Yeah, she got the corner mm-hmm. office, but she had to work her mm-hmm. ass off to get it. Mm-hmm. Like she's there all the time. She's always being disrespected. Mm-hmm. That picture doesn't look appealing either. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And she's either unhappy in a relationship or having this dysfunctional relationship, mm-hmm. you know, with a partner or something jacked up somewhere. It's never just the life of, you know what? She goes to work if she wants to, or she stays at home, goes to the beach, take them kids on a trip. You know, the whole yeah. family goes. It, it, I don't think I've ever seen that. Actually, let me rephrase that. I see it sometimes in the Caribbean, but like in the States, I don't really necessarily see that kind of balance. Mm-hmm. I see it in the Caribbean where some women will go to work, but then they seem to have time to do the things that in the U.S. we don't seem to have time to do. But right. there's still a struggle. I don't want to struggle. I just, I don't. (laughs) Right. I think it's interesting. I think it's available. Like we can have the corner office. We can be balanced. We can have good relationships, starting with the relationship with ourselves. And I think mind work, the thought work that we do is the thing that balances it all out. And I'm not going to lie. I think it's still a struggle. Like life is still 50, 50, right? Yeah. The struggle doesn't go away, but it's just different. It doesn't have to be the cornerstone, but you just said that really ourselves. This point in my life is when I am learning how to have that relationship with myself. It's one of the things where you talk about, you'd be like, girl, yeah, I love myself. And Mm -hmm. then do you really though? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know do you really even know yourself remember the other day I called and I was just like I've been lying to myself break mm-hmm. you know it's one of those things where we say a lot and we can have a facade of how we 
live life, but it's not necessarily the truth. And when you start doing thought work and you are by yourself and you are listening to the thoughts that come out and you're like, crap, and you're writing it down, I've been seeing like a whole different side. I've been seeing, I think, the real me. And some parts of it are scary as shit, you know? And then other parts of it are like, oh, okay. You know, and I think that's where that getting to know yourself comes into play. Mm. I don't think I've ever done that before. Okay. Well, at some point, we're going to have to introduce you on this podcast because we just started. Oh, wait, we started? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is kind of where some of my coaching (laughs) sessions go. We just start. (laughs) Oops. Oops. It's okay. It is totally okay. So I have a guest here. (laughs) As you can see, we just started. I'm going to let her introduce herself, but. She's one of my clients. I absolutely love coaching her and our relationship that we have created and going on on helping her see and increase her relationship with herself. But Simone, mm-hmm. <laughs> hi everyone. I'm Simone. I am yeah one of Briggs' clients, and I am so geeked about being on here with you geeked about it too i agree because i think it's important to talk about the things that we hide mm. you know you know we have our girlfriends but even with our girlfriends we don't talk about everything sometimes and i think as women of color the things that we hide only hurt us and i think one of the great conversations that you and i have is we just talk yeah. we're like this is a thing and there's no shame there's no judgment because we tend to judge each other we judge we judge ourselves. Like I can only speak for myself. Let me rephrase that. I judge myself a lot. And I think it's important to talk and just open it all up and say, this is it. There's no shame. There's no embarrassment. It's safe. Yeah. But what's the difference between, even if you had this same conversation with like a girlfriend, like, and you just was vulnerable and you shared it, what's the difference between talking with a girlfriend and talking with me as your coach? (laughs) you know i was just journaling about that the other day you don't give me advice Mm -hmm. like you never tell me what to do Mm -hmm. you always say to me and this is always really funny you show me in a sense the options that are there they've always been there like this trip that i'm about to take Mm -hmm. and i was just spinning in it and i had this entire story of why i can't do this and mm-hmm. or the house do you remember the house mm-hmm. and i had this whole thing of it's not possible and then you calmly said to me but what if yes, <laughs> like, <right? laughs> and i was like wait oh okay mm-hmm. because i didn't see that door right you know yeah. i totally didn't see it i didn't and even with the trip like it was this entire castle with the turrets and the the moat and the the alligators in it. And I had a whole thing built up mm-hmm. and we're just like, but what if, and I was like, Oh, or the other time, remember you said to me, um, but of course you think this way. Right. So to go back to that, I think having a good, good girlfriend, like you call it versus talking with you with a good, good girlfriend, she's going to really want to say, okay, Sim, maybe you can fix it by doing this Mm -hmm. or there may sometimes be judgment without 
even being aware that there's judgment with you, you're not, you're just like, look, there's another door or here are two more doors. Mm -hmm. For me, that's a big difference. Yeah. For me, I think it's, I'm a good friend too, to some girlfriends, right? And I've learned now, I struggled at the beginning, like to take my coat hat off. <laughs> and some of my relationships changed because I, I didn't learn that. I think every new coach has that thing where it's like, we want to coach everybody. It's like, we found the, <laughs> we found the answer and we want to tell everybody. And it only took me ruining a couple of relationships to where I figured out, oh, wait, they really just want me to be a good yeah. girlfriend. Yeah. Right. And there's nothing wrong with wherever anybody is. That's one of the key things. And when I'm a good girlfriend, I'm like, yeah, he did that, girl. I cannot believe he did that. <laughs> yes. I'm like, I'm all in there with them. Like, I'm like, mm -hmm. totally. It's like, I'm in the pool and we both drown. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> right? I'm like, yeah, I cannot believe he did that. And they, they said that to you, girl. I can't believe they disrespected you. I wouldn't take that. Like, I am exactly. all yeah. mm -hmm. When I'm your girlfriend, like, I got your back. Always, yeah. But when I'm your coach, there isn't a problem. When I'm your girlfriend, I see the problem. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, this is a problem. And we're right? going to fix it. And we're going to fix it. And we're going to like, I'm in it. Like, yes, I see it. I see your pain. I'm crying with you. And everything. I feel it. I feel it. But when mm -hmm. I'm your coach, there's not a problem here. Where's the problem? The problem exactly. Is thinking. Like, because I'm not in the pool with you. I'm like giving you the white. If I'm in the pool with you, we both drowning. <laughs> if I agree that there's a problem, then what I'm saying is you stuck, girl. Mm -hmm. And that's like, as a coach, not helpful. this is not helpful, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yes, I think good girlfriends are really helpful for validation of like, yes, I share your pain. But a coach is like, there's an answer. You ready for it? Like, let's find it. For me, it's important to have that because for me, it's easy to spin. And I know yes. you have a coach as well as, you mm -hmm. know, but it's easy for me to spin in a thought pattern and I'm drowning. Yeah. And I'm literally drowning. And then I come to a session with you and you're like, um, you know, you can stand up, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, huh. oh, yeah. 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 It's kind of like that. Or even it's, it's kind of like, I think of it like learning a foreign language. Mm -hmm. Like I wanted to learn a foreign language. I'm not going to, you know, pookie on a street corner to learn a foreign language. I'm going to find a person who speaks the language mm -hmm. and learn from them how to speak that language. And this mindset work is to me a foreign language. Yeah. Yeah. So what brought you to reaching out and exploring the possibility of coaching? Where were you before? Mm. For me, it was always loss. So the first loss was a divorce. And I thought that I would never, ever recover from it. Mm -hmm. So I, I started traveling, you know, just to kind of run away from it without mm -hmm. realizing that's what I was doing. And then no matter how far you go, your mind goes with you. Right. You know? And then I experienced another loss and I thought I would lose my mind because of it. Like I literally thought I was going crazy. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, I know it caused me to delve more into mind work because I thought you either go crazy or you keep moving one step in front of the other. So I sought therapy. I did the whole talk therapy. I did the tapping thing. I did, I did all of it. And then 
I had listened to a podcast and you were on it after that second really devastating loss. Mm-hmm. And just listening to what you were saying and certain things that were occurring, I was like, okay. You know, I've had sessions with different people before, but when I was listening to you and I followed you on a couple other things, and I was like, all right, this is interesting. It was kind of funny. I was like, all right, let me talk with her and see. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to have somebody that you bond with or who can understand your life. Yeah. And in the U.S., I never fit. I'm a Caribbean woman, and I never fit in the U.S. Mm-hmm. I never fit in corporate. Like, you still do it, but I never felt like I fit. Mm-hmm. And I did something. So just a, a bunch of different things that brought me into mind work. Okay. Um, trying to fix and trying to figure out where does my life go now and how do I go about it and how am I going to think and all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's, I ended up at your door just knocking and you <laughs> opened the door and you were like, come on in. Some, oh wait, let me stop playing because we're on, I keep forgetting we're doing that. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> It is okay, right? But yeah, what was it in that call that you were like, yeah, this may be the thing. I remember that call. You were like, look, I don't have a whole bunch of money. And the little bit I have, I need to keep. But you like, you bet on yourself and you made that investment. Not only that, but you've resigned. Like you've made that investment twice. What was the reason on that call like? I don't remember much from the call. I remember one thing, though, you talked about. I kept thinking about it after the call. It was kind of funny. I can't remember what I came to you about. Mm-hmm. And you said to me, my energy that I was spending, do you remember this? Where I was like, the energy that I was using on this one thing, mm-hmm. I was using like 90% of my energy on this one thing. Right. I remember after the call, I was like, huh. <laughs> And it was Weird. something you couldn't change. I remember that. I was yeah. like, you're spending like 80 to 90% of your energy. Cause I even asked you, cause you're like, you were telling me about the problem and everything. I was like, well, you can't change that. And I asked you, like, how much yeah. of your energy are you using to fight these things you can't change? Mm-hmm. And one of them was you're black, right? And I was like, well, we can't yeah. change that. It's Not like, just black, but I'm dark skinned. And as yes. a dark like, yeah. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, but you can't change that either. Like, so right. how much of your energy are you using on that? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I never thought about that. And that's what made me stay and come back. Because I was like, wait, you literally looked at something and go, whoop. Yeah. You know, I was spending a lot of energy on something I can't change. And that's the fantastic thing about this work. And it's work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it really is work. I thought it was going to be like, you know, just put on a t-shirt and you're good. No. no. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, no. It's fun work. Like we giggle, but we yeah. also cry. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it is but work. That was a work. That was for me. That was that one thing where you were able to go, baby girl. No, 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 Mm-mm. no. You could have been using all of that energy or you know what? Fine. Put 10% of the energy focusing on ruminating about that, but put 40% here, put 30% here. Right. Yeah. Spread that. And that's always been in my mind. What are you spending your energy on? Right. Right. And is it helpful to you? Yeah, totally. Totally. I love that because like you sent me an email and you were like, I'm going to find this money. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. 
I'm going to mm-hmm. do this. And the value of you deciding that, I thought that was transformative for you. As a coach, I always think that's transformative because it's you telling you, I'm fixing to change this shit. Like you said, it's not like you have oodles of money going on, but here's the thing. And I'm still, I'm so new at this work. Mm-hmm. But for me, I can now recognize when I'm spinning mm-hmm. or I can recognize when I'm having an urge. You know, they talk about these urges. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can recognize when I'm having an urge. I may continue the urge, right. continue to follow through with the urge, but I recognize it. Right. So to me, that's worth it, you know, or my relationship with whomever it is, my family. I can recognize my feeling. Mm-hmm. I may still follow through on the feeling and, you know, do whatever mm-hmm. from that feeling, but I recognize it now. To me, let me find the money and figure it out. Yeah. You know, I'll find the money. What's the value of our work now? Like, where do you see the difference? Of our work now? Yeah. Oh, look. Intentionality. Mm-hmm. There's a word that you use all the time about compassion. I don't think I really loved myself or tried to know myself before. I can talk a good talk. Mm-hmm. I think all of us as women have that ability to oh, talk. Oh, yeah. Nothing, nobody's more confident than a black woman, right? Like, oh, girl, I got my shit together. I'm, I am the thing. Like, you ask any black woman, they're not going to say, I have a problem loving myself. No way. Right? right? We like, uh-uh, especially high-achieving ones, right? And we're never going to say that. Mm-hmm. But there is a way, like, I show you areas where, like, is this really self-love? Yeah. yeah. And so that's why it's worth it for me. That's a huge part of why it's worth it. I really and truly was talking the talk, but I wasn't loving myself. I really wasn't eating what I'm eating or recognizing. I didn't even recognize that I was eating when my feelings were ones that I didn't want to deal with. Mm-hmm. I didn't that before. I just thought, you know, I'm just eating. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, recognizing even if I stand up at the fridge door and I feel that I'm sad and I still decide to go ahead and stuff my face, there is a knowledge and awareness of it now mm-hmm. where I'm like, okay, you are eating because such and such. You right. have two options. Right. Even if you go with option B of stuffing your face, at least that awareness. For me, that's huge. Yeah. You know, and then when I feel that urge, and I'm doing the urge jar when I resist the urge and put it in there. Mm-hmm. I can say, okay, here. Yeah. Or, and and what's so funny about it is we didn't come for weight loss. So like you're mm-hmm. doing this on your own, but you're using what we're learning together mm-hmm. on that. And you're kind of working that on your own. Like if you want to coach on it, for sure we do. But like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the side effects, so to speak, or call it a side effect of conversations that we have where... I think when I um, do the journaling and the thought downloads and stuff and just these conversations that we have, it permeates into different areas. It's not possible for it to not permeate yeah. in different areas. Right. You know, like at work, something happened and I was just like, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I thought, wait a minute here, what is going on? What is your thought about this? Mm-hmm. And it made me step down. You know, I was just like, is it worth it? It's not. You know, right. my thoughts creating this crazy thought in my head, the spiral. Yeah. I'm like, this is, it's not in the grand scheme of things, really. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Like what other areas, especially as a black woman that Mm -hmm. you like see with coaching, like the value. Remember that whole thing in the U S of systemic racism and how it manifests itself, especially Mm -hmm. in corporate America, where you Mm -hmm. see it in corporate America, you see it in a different way. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, We're just everyday living. And then I'm also an immigrant. My voice sounds different. So Mm -hmm. B, you can tell immediately that she's just not from around these parts right. trying to do something that didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, for mindset work for me, it helps me to go, what is the circumstance? What are my thoughts around the circumstance? You know, what are my feelings? It helps me to go through that model and it helps create clarity and helps in some ways to manage the pain. Mm-hmm. It really helps to balance. For example, we talked about that whole TV thing. And I told you one of my triggers is like watching the news and seeing some of these things and right, right. how to manage that. Uh-huh. It helps me to manage it in a way where I feel as though I can do this. I mean, we plow through it anyway as black women and we're like, yeah, but right. sometimes pain is so visceral. You feel it in your heart, in your soul. But when you write it down and you do thought work and you talk about it and you process it, it creates a forum for being able to process really well. Yeah. I really need that. Yeah. I remember the podcast I did on, what was the one that you like would stop it and write me an email and then stop it and write me an email? (laughs) You were like, I'm listening to this podcast. Oh my God. Every woman has to hear it. And it was where I was talking about, him taking advantage of me and mm-hmm. where it really was like my breakthrough was like, how was mm-hmm. I taking advantage of him and that realization? And you were like, Oh my <laughs> fucking God, Brig. <laughs> like how much we look to men, mm-hmm. especially to provide our security. What, what was up with that one? It hit home on multiple reasons, you mm-hmm. know, for multiple, I think it hit home because it's one of those things we talk about all the time, you know, with our girlfriends, girl, I can't believe, you know, for me, you know, I'm Jamaican. So people are, you know, odd, Mrs. You know, not he came out in the boy to such and such and you're getting into it. It hit home because at the end of the day, I don't think we look at sometimes where our role and our choice, we make these choices every day. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, the, first of all, the honesty that you brought to that podcast where you're like, you were looking to him for certain things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And women, I think we don't talk about that. Right. I think we're not honest enough with ourselves or each other to say, we want a man in our life because we want this, but we're not saying it. So I thought it was a big thing, the parts about Oprah. And, you know, a lot of us have gone through, we're holding on to, to the pant leg and be like, baby, don't leave. Please don't leave me. Right, right. You know, and I think we've all gone through it, and there's no shame to it at all. Mm -hmm. And I think what you did was that you broke open and said, "Hey, this is me." And I gave you seconds. I was I was listening to it, and I was like, I started laughing because we've all gone through it, but sometimes we're so ashamed. Yes, and I think as women of color and shame, shame is tied in and interwoven in our lives so tightly. Right. And you were like, hey. Yeah, right. 
But I think what thought work does to that is it explains why we feel that way, like why we do that. It explains, Mm -hmm. oh, that's the way I was showing up. And that's the reason why Mm -hmm. I felt so like, oh, or why Mm -hmm. we feel desperate or why we do the things that we do. And Mm -hmm. I love knowing that for me. And I love teaching my clients that because Mm -hmm. it's that sense of normalizing like, oh, Mm-hmm. And it's so okay. overworking. That's why when they say something, I like go from zero to a hundred. There's nothing wrong with me because the world tells us something's wrong with us mm, all the time. Mm-hmm. And I like want to normalize, like ain't a damn thing wrong with you, black woman at mm-hmm. all. You're mm-hmm. the strongest, the most beautiful, the most loving. You have mm-hmm. such strong capacity. I just mm-hmm. want to normalize so that we can see, oh, this is why. But it's, it's huge though, Frank. How many of us have that conversation? You know, we tend to gloss over. There was something that you said within that podcast as well, where you were just like, when you looked at it, it's almost as if you were thanking him for that lesson because right. you needed that lesson. Yes. Yes. You know, and it wasn't about him at the end of the day. It was never about him. It was always about you and what you needed to learn and how you needed to grow and you were the one that created it. And I think sometimes, you know, that first lesson where I think it was somebody saying, well, we create our own reality. I'm like, Shh. <laughs> you know, that don't make no sense. These things happen, right. blah, 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 blah right. you know. And I'm still learning about this, but I do believe that we have more power. Yes. And it comes with intentionality and compassion. Right. Right. I think for us, it's like, it's recognizing our power like we... We have so long been told that we need other people or the reason why we have these positions are because we got lucky. Like the opportunity came and someone saw (laughs) us. Thank God. And we don't realize our power to create. And like, so my thing is like, like to show you, like, how are you creating this? Like you. That's, I was about to say that. You always say that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then we realize we create our own security because security and safety. I don't think we as black women understand that is like at the heart of a lot of our actions is we're trying to create security and safety. Huge. It's huge. Cause I don't think, remember what I was saying earlier, where I don't think for me, it was certain things were not possible to be a homemaker would mean that somebody right. would have to be taking right. care of me in a sense. Right. Yeah. I never grew up thinking that that was a possibility for me to be home and stay home and, some guy comes and brings money for me and gives me money and yeah. pays for all the bills and I don't have to pay nothing. I don't have to pay a car note. I don't have to wait. Mm-hmm. What now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And so right. we're like struggling to do all the things. I'm still learning it, Brig, and it's, it's mind blowing to me to think that that comes from my own head. Yeah. Right. Right. And I create that and then create the reality from it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I yeah. like it. Yeah. I like showing you your power to create. Like, I remember coaching you when, when you were with the house and I was like, what is this? <laughs> oh my God. And, da, 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 da. and I'm like, you're creating that this is the house. You had to have this house. It had like, to. You know, you're creating this and you're like, no, yeah. you don't understand. And <laughs> I, I really felt quick break. Every time I think about it and I start laughing and then it happened again, right? I always thought that, okay, so I learned the lesson with the house and I'm like, all right, good. Learn, lesson learned. We'll never show up again. And then it was like three weeks later, 
mm-hmm. it showed up again and it showed up with the flight just recently. Mm-hmm. So it's this continual, and I'm like, oh, I didn't see that door. It's a continual learning. And I think when I started this work, I thought, you know, we'll talk a couple of times. We're done. It's over. I'm good. She fixed me. I move on. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wait, there's nothing to fix, first of all, because you're oh, not, nothing you. wrong with you, right? Right. And then second of all. Wait a minute. If y'all didn't know, <laughs> that right there, I like almost have tears in my eyes right now for her to like <laughs> say, wait a minute now. There's nothing to fix. <laughs> O-M to the front right? G. Right? Exactly. Right? Exactly. It's like, I'm not broken. Yo, that is like, yes. It's big, but I think this is why for me doing this with you and doing this with you is so important because I think there's so many people like me, right? Mm -hmm. I think so many women like me that we think, oh, we don't have this or we look like this or we, we did this, you know, something in our life that creates shame. Right. And as black women, we're like, or the money thing, remember we talked about the money thing mm-hmm. where we don't talk about money. I think there's so many things that we have shame around or fear. And it's like, girl, no, you're good. Yeah. Yeah. You're I, good. I purposefully create a container of compassion. There. That's it. Mm-hmm. I like, I purposely, like, there's nothing that you guys can bring to me. That I'm like, like not going to start with love and compassion because there is nothing wrong with you. You're not broke. You want to go in this direction? Fine. Let's go in that direction. But it's not because you're going to be better. You're already perfect. And I think it just takes the, the urgency and the stress after it's like, Oh, okay. I'm doing this. Okay. Well, this is what you're doing. No problem. And like, it really is starts with compassion because. For me, I think that was the best thing that my coach ever gave me is like whenever I came to her, if I'm still coaching on the same thing seven months later, she's like, okay, we're still coaching on this. No problem. (laughs) Right. But and also like there isn't a place that we're going to evolve to that we're never our brain is never going to fuck with us because our lower brain, Mm -hmm. especially as black women, it's been trained like through epigenetics, like I I have no doubt through epigenetics and through our history that we go from zero to a hundred because of biology, because of like what we've had to do. Like that's a fight or flight response. That's our self-protection. And that's been, you know, transferred through our DNA. Our lower brain ain't going nowhere. It's going to see struggle and danger. It sees a door that's locked and bolted and there's a fire and you're like on the, <laughs> on the door going, open, 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 right? And it's like, um, it's true. There's another door right there. Like, <laughs> it's true. And I think as black women too, I think there's another side to it too, though, Brig, right? There's trauma. I think there's a lot of, yes. there's, we, we talk about the term generational trauma a lot. And I think with, with coaching, one of the things that I want to say before more than anything else is that you talk about that container of compassion, but you kind of flew through it. That there. Mm-hmm. is huge. That container of compassion that you give to me every time that I pick up this phone and I talk with you, mm-hmm. I could tell you literally anything. And we go into that container of compassion mm-hmm. and you're like, all right, what's the circumstance? Yeah, Safety is created. 
what are your thoughts about it? What are your feelings? What are your moods? You know, that there, and it's not therapy where you're talking through therapy and stuff. It's actionable items. It's looking at your thoughts and going, what are you thinking? What exactly are you thinking? Right. What are you feeling? And you do this thing where, where is it in your body, Simone? You asked me that. Remember that time I was just like freaking out and you're like, where is it? And you stopped and you're like, where is it in your body? I don't know where the hell it was. I had to find it. <laughs> right. You know, I want you to tell more about that container of compassion and how you look at it. It's so huge. Yeah. It's big. Right. Because here's the deal. I know when you're in fight or flight, like, just think about it. If you're running through the savannah and a cyber-toothed tiger is after you, I don't know why we always use the savannah as a tiger, but we do. Like, we do. Like, we all do. Someone said it once and we all use cyber-toothed tiger and no one's seen a cyber-toothed tiger, but okay. But running through the savannah and a cyber-toothed tiger is after you. At that moment, you're not looking at the daisies or the tulips or the beautiful strange mm. dream. Mm. You're not looking at the rainbow in the sky. You're looking at where is danger? Where can I hide? Because that's what sympathetic is, right? So my first priority is always to get you from sympathetic to parasympathetic. That's the container, right? And I yeah. teach you breath work on how to do that with breath work. Like, how we do that and do that on our daily activities. And the more I see this, the more I'm like, oh, I want to bring this more into my program on mm -hmm. like things that like ground us and keep us in parasympathetic because we as a culture live mostly predominantly in sympathetic tone, which yeah. wears our asses out. So by the time we at 50, Completely. we're tired. Mm -hmm. We're completely tired. And as high achieving women, like whenever we have that big goal and it starts looking kind of funny, our brain starts going, ah. yeah. That's yeah. Why I love supporting women as they have these big goals and these dreams. Cause you have big goals and dreams that you were like, can't yeah. get through it. Like this is going on. I can't get this to, you know? Mm. And so it goes into sympathetic again. And my thing is, is like, I know for you to be able to solve this problem, we have to get you out of sympathetic and into parasympathetic so that you can have access to you solving your problem. Because you guys, like, y'all are all smarter than me. I don't, like, I can't solve your problems. I don't know what you know. But I do know if you have your answer, I just need to show you the door. Right now, you're still being like, that's sympathetic. Yeah, but I think it's constant. And one of the things I realized, too, sometimes I don't intentionally breathe. Mm, you, like right. I'm not focused on my breathing. Like the other day I was walking and I was like, girl, breathe. Yeah. Like what's going on here? Right. You know, like we'll hold our breath a lot of times unintentionally yes. and not even realize it. Yeah. You're like, okay, breathe. Right. That's huge. Can I jump into the money thing? Yeah. Jump into the money. Oh, thing. Of course, that money, money thing is like, we don't talk about money. Yes. And how important it is for black women to have money. Yes. And for us to talk about money and not like the hustle, hustle, hustle kind of money, but creating wealth like the right. other people creating right. wealth. Right. We have so much shame about that. Like our desire to make money is like, and it has to be for like altruistic reasons. Like, <laughs> right. big, I've just noticed there's this big push now that everybody's starting a nonprofit. I'm like, how come ain't nobody wanting mm. to make no money? 
Like how many nonprofits can I'm and y'all, I'm not doubting or like downplaying nonprofits. My goal is to make a lot of money so I can support nonprofits, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, everybody's starting a nonprofit. I was like, what's wrong with profit? <laughs> we never talk about that. Right. We don't talk about money. We don't talk about that whole thing. We never talk about wealth. Yeah. As we're creating wealth. I mean, granted, most of us as black women are highly educated and, yeah. you know, you'd said it on your last podcast, like, you know, we strive and get the degrees and we get all of this stuff. And, but we never really fully talk about like wealth. Mm-hmm. Let's create wealth. Let's look at our money. Let's figure out because you can make money and still not have it. Right. Yes, totally. Yeah. Right? And that's through our mindset about it. Like if we're ashamed of it, we will yeah. get rid of it for sure. We Quick. want to, yeah, very quickly. We will outspend it always like to prove it or whatever. But yeah, I don't tell people this. So y'all didn't hear this from me. I'm only <laughs> saying this to someone in the, yeah, this is a secret, right? I'm not saying this out loud, but the whole reason why I want to coach everybody is because I want everybody to make a fuck ton of money. Like, I yeah. But I know we can't do that without managing our mind. There's a shame around that. There's so much shame around it, like relationships, like our relationship with ourselves. like in order for us to show up either in our businesses or at our corporate jobs or whatever, as the person that brings so much value, we have to improve our relationship with ourselves first because relationships is business, right? And we have to be able to like calm ourselves down when our brain is like cyber tooth tiger, you just got the email about the boss wants to see you. Oh my God. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I want to teach you how to be able to like self-monitor, like I'm okay. And like all my clients, like I haven't had too many of them that don't make more money. Like at the end mm-hmm. of it, I don't say that, but it's like, I know that's like a side effect, but it's a good side effect. My job, I really, if I could say coach with me so you can make more money, I really would. <laughs> <laughs> But here's the thing, though. I think we believe that we're supposed to have, well, I believe, or I used to believe this thought is changing. I used to believe that you're supposed to just, you know, be the one. I think it's tied to religion. And Lord have mercy. This is going to be, you know, people responding, you don't know me, okay? But a lot of this is tied to religion, where poverty is tied to being a good woman. Yes. Or not poverty, but living on the edge. Right. Well, I don't know where I'm going you know, for my culture, it's like, Lord, you know, normally I get this from, you know, it's, it's this constant, always like, you know, you're on the edge, you're on the verge of falling off the edge, yes. you know, but it's a yes. good thing because it means you're a good Christian woman. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I'm giving everybody else. Yeah. You're giving everybody, right. Uh, yeah. And I'm, I'm a good like woman. Serving everybody else. <laughs> right. not taking care of me. And right? so by the time I'm 50, I have nothing. I'm tired. Yeah, right. I should look tore up and everything, but she gave to everybody. Right. You know, Sister Simone was in church and she gave her last dime, you know, right. she gave her last dime yeah. because she's a good Christian woman. Right. And as a good and person. there's nothing wrong with tithing. Like, I'm like, I'm all for like giving, like, that's not what I'm talking about. It's, it's the association with, like, I've had, I had one, I have a good friend. I love her to death. And she one time, like she's struggling as a coach. And she said, I don't want to make a lot of money. Like, I don't really want to make 
money. And I was like, well, honey, that's why you're struggling. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, as long as you you have have expectations. Right. Like so many people is like, no, I don't want to make a lot of money. Like, and I'm like, why not? Because, you know, I don't want too much. I'm like, so we're just going to leave it to the Bill Gates and the Bezos and the Musk and everybody to make all the money. Yes. And then the good people don't make money. So all the money is always in the power of other people. I'm like, no, I want all of us to make a fuck ton of money so we can change the dynamic of the power. Rig, we don't talk about it. Sometimes, you know, like you do a budget and stuff. And most of the times it's just now that I'm starting to pay attention to my money. You know, like making money is one thing. Mm-hmm. Keeping money is completely different. Yes. But here's the deal. I think, I think the reason why, and we're, we're, oh my God, we could keep talking. I know we might need a Ooh. part two, <laughs> but no. I think the reason up, why you're starting to pay attention now to money, mm-hmm. I think it makes sense because mm-hmm. it's like now you're starting to create your own sufficiency within yeah, that's so. That's now true. you don't have to spend money mm-hmm. to create that to make you feel good. To feel good, right? Jing- yep. So when you yep. start, like after coaching for a while, it's like, wait a minute, like I create mm-hmm. my own sufficiency and safety and happy with my thoughts. So therefore, external things like the car, the house, the clothes, or the food don't right. have to fulfill me anymore. Mm-hmm. So now I can look at my money and go, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. 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 And it's not from a place of lack. It's yeah. not from a place like I'm going to, Ooh, I'm just going, you know, turn the heat, turn the heat off and just open or open or something like that. You know, it's not right. from a that, or even to be able to say, I like money. That sounds so dirty. Yeah. You know, right. Ooh, yeah. You just did something really I dirty. Money. I love Right. <laughs> but you're not supposed money. to say that though. Right. Right. You're not supposed to want money. Because what is that easier for an eye, a camel or something to go through the eye of a needle than a rich person to enter the kingdom of, you mean, there's so many intricacies. Yeah. And I think we, we like misconstrue all of that. It doesn't mean like stay in poverty. Mm -hmm. Okay. We can totally stay here and I'm probably going to bring somebody on to talk about money because I think it really is something that we really need to discuss. But before we go. Mm-hmm. No, I'm getting ready to start a group. And when I told you that, you were like, yes. Like, I'm in. What do you think the value of creating a container with other Black women similar, going through similar things? What do you think that would do? Strength and power and beauty and wealth. Um, those are the words that come to mind, right? Mm-hmm. I think the value of having it's support. Yeah. And I think of like our ancestors and I look at the women in the Caribbean and there's just a strength of women when women are connected. Like as women, as black women, we have such, when we gather together, there's like a force to be reckoned with, right? You were talking about the other day, like five women walking to a club or just walking or having brunch or walking in somewhere Mm -hmm. or three of us walking in somewhere. And then there's a level of, we bring something magical. Yeah. To it. Right. So I think having a group like that would be invaluable. I think you would create safety, you create support, you create encouragement, yeah. you create growth. Yeah. And those are things that we need. And there's no competition. 
it's celebration, encouragement, you know, like, girl, do the thing, do the thing. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Right. But I think, I think for us, like, we have groups where black women get together all the time. Like, we have those groups. Mindset groups? But we don't have mindset groups. That's the thing. I think that's the missing thing that, that I want our group to, like, to do, Mm -hmm. which is, like, to have that structure, that, like, that support and everything, but with someone going, but wait a minute, what are you thinking? Like, that's the missing thing. Like, we're not going to be, like, all in the pool drowning. (laughs) Like, yeah, it's hard out here. Like, in, like, in black man and, they do me wrong and the struggle is real. Like mm-hmm. but to bring a context of, I am a creator and I, I'm creating mm-hmm. this. How can I get out? There's a door, there's a door, there's a door. Mm-hmm. And like taking you out of sympathetic to parasympathetic, like how are you creating this? The power of intention, the power of using our mind. I don't think mm-hmm. we have enough groups like that. I, to, I think that is our next level, the level up. Mm-hmm. And the possibilities of what's out there. Yes, totally. Yeah, that's why I said to you, if you're doing it, I'm in because I think not something like this mindset work and feelings. And I'll say this last thing really quickly, but this whole thing about being cognizant of how do you feel? Yeah. What are you thinking? You know, that's like the groundwork of everything, right? Yeah, totally. And you're focused on that and springboard from there. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. It really is like we're taught, like, ain't nobody got time for that. Like, not feeling, mm-hmm. keeping moving. Like, I ain't got time. Like, I can't feel or process my emotions and that's the first thing like acknowledge no we are human beings not human doings mm-hmm. the sticks and stones can break my bones but words can't hurt me your own internal words right oh oh yeah well, um mm-hmm. let that yes. sink it <laughs> right there we're gonna end on that one we're gonna end on that note this is my client right <laughs> And this is my coach, and I am so thankful for you. Thank you, guys. I look forward to sharing more of these interviews with you. And I hope you've gotten a little taste of what the value of coaching can do for us. And a container that's built for us. By us? (laughs) The FUBU? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Hey, if you're interested go to my website. There's going to be a page on there that talks about the group that's coming up. If you're interested in one-on-one, I still have limited spots for one-on-one also. And for sure, if you like this podcast, rate us, tell us all about it. And don't forget my masterclass, monthly masterclass with question and answer period. And of course, coaching. All right. Until next time. Bye. Say bye, Simone. Bye everyone. It's been lovely. A later break. <laughs> we enjoyed you. Bye. Bye. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to take thought work even deeper with me as your guide, opportunities to work with me one-on-one are available. Go to brickjohnson.com to schedule your own personal breakthrough call. 30 minutes, we'll see if working together is a great fit. BrickJohnson.com. B-R-I-G-J-O-H-N-S-O-N. See you next time. <laughs>